Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Father Knows Something. We did change this, the, uh, the set on the, the show. And uh, do you have anything to offer for this week? Um, I'm glad Holly's here officially. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited to hear your experience of the uh, 16-hour flight you're going to have. Uh, that won't happen for a couple episodes. <laughs> Uh, and actually, it's multiple flights, so it's going to be a lot of fun. That's true. All You'll right, time travel. Yes, I'm going to be. I'm going to be going back in time. I'm going forward in time, and then I'm going to go back in time. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting. Technically, uh, moving that fast, that high above the Earth's surface, you will experience less time than we will here on the ground, remaining still. This is a this is a concept that I'm even going to try to digest. Time dilation. Way. But I will tell you another thing that I found very interesting that we can roll on to the show. I was watching a morning show today and they talked about space clutter. Space junk. Space junk. And how serious of a problem it is today and what is happening tomorrow and what 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 industry and commerce is doing about it. And I found it fascinating. Yeah, you got little chunks of metal moving at 30,000 miles an hour. It's crazy. It crazy. hits your rocket. You're kind of done. And But what's even scarier is that some of the guys, the, I, the IS, IS, ISA, ISS? Yes. International Space Station has been hit. And it has some of these, the stuff has just whizzed by. Also small. Yeah. The Some of the astronauts, I mean, it's, it's like a bullet. Yeah. Take them right out. Faster than a bullet. This is the stuff that really fascinates uh, Dad. Just if you guys are interested, how boring of a guy I really am. But I know we got to get to it. But did you know if a needle was moving at the speed of light and hit Earth, it would instantly? I mean, it would it would uh, dissolve. It would start with a shockwave across the whole surface. The whole planet would turn molten. A needle. I did not know that. These are. This is a whole show in itself. We should do a space show friends so what is so J- justin what theme do you have for us tonight space <laughs> just kidding eventually what is one the, day what is the putting theme? in the effort putting in the effort okay it's essential uh effort is very important for any relationship or anything with life and so we'll get uh, a few examples here okay Number one. Hi, guys. Love the show and appreciate all the advice. So here's my issue. I, 23 female, recently finished college and moved in with two friends, also 23 female, in a new city. Me and one of my friends, let's say B, work in corporate jobs and my other friend A is still a student. B and I work long hours that are often unpredictable. 
I would also say that A and I are much closer friends. A recently spoke to me about how they feel I haven't been putting in enough effort into the friendship and will often decline invitations to do things or just won't be around in the flat to catch up. The thing is, I'm really busy. I work long hours and I need a lot of sleep. So I normally go to bed at 10.30 so I can be well rested enough to get up at 7 the next day. Between working, going to bed early, doing chores and exercising, I don't have a lot of free time during the week. And then on the weekends, I'm often staying with my boyfriend who lives in a different city or he's staying with me. On the weekends, I'm not with my boyfriend. Me and A will often hang out all weekend. However, A is a student and doesn't have loads of work to do. She does work hard, but she only has one or two classes a week and she's often done with her work by 5 p.m. I understand that she feels lonely and I do feel bad because me and B are so busy but I also feel I need to prioritize myself. Also, the things she suggests doing are often not things I want to do, such as clubbing or drinking. I don't mind doing these things, but now that I have a job, it's just not how I want to spend my few days off a week. It's hard to know what to do, as I see where she's coming from, but part of me also feels like it's not my sole responsibility to make sure she's not lonely, and I don't want to do things I wouldn't choose to do just to please her. I would appreciate any advice. Good writing. Yeah. Excellent writing. Um, growth. We are now changing the way that we prioritize our time. Friendship is an interesting thing. How we become friends, how we sustain those friendships, our expectations of those friendships, and the reality of those friendships. So, look, I have a sibling. I have a few siblings. One of my siblings I love very much. I don't see her. I talk to her very rarely. She is busy. I have been busy. Do I love her any less? Do I feel any less love from her? Absolutely not. I have friends. I've been friends with for 30, 40 years. I don't see them like I used to. I don't talk to them the way I used to. I do. We do reach out every once in a while. We certainly will. I'll get emails. We'll text back and forth. Yep. Do we care any less for each other? Have we drifted apart? No. We're, we're, we, it is a friendship. We are there. God forbid there's something that goes on. We need each other. I'll be there. I'm there. Yeah, right. And they'll be there. You are going through a life change. You, you're now, she's still in school. You are basically developing your, your, your next chapter in life. It's in its foundation stage. Yep. And as you're going through this metamorphosis, which is, she needs to be a little more understanding and see into the future what's going to happen with her as well. And that you guys can survive this. And that your being roommates was not just about being a social club together. Being roommates was a way because we had a way of, of being able to afford to go through life and still hang out together a little bit and see each other and be a part of our lives and have that trust in one another. But we are also helping each other just live because we're able to afford to have a, you know, a flat that we have that we can share and we have trust between us. So the sharing and being roommates is not just because of the entertainment side of it. It's the trust of who you, who we're living with and that we're all being able to function and afford to do what we're doing because we are sharing this expense and yes, I, I understand her expectation is not to lose the friendship, but 
it's not your responsibility to be a babysitter either. No. And I don't mean to be cruel on that statement, but we are, you know, you you have your boyfriend, you want to spend time with them, you're developing that next phase. Girlfriends, we have to realize that, uh, and boyfriends along with it, that we, you know, value these relationships and we have to concentrate on them, but we also have to allow them to happen. Yeah. And, well, and not take it personally that it's against us. Right. When life evolves, you evolve. Mm-hmm. And as you evolve, friendships will evolve, even if that means that they kind of fade away. I've It's a tough thing to learn and it's tough to get used to. But as I've transitioned from high school to college, mm-hmm. that's one major, that's kind of the first big one, mm-hmm. I think. Or, you know, you're done with high school and you're not there every day. You're not seeing everyone as much at all the events and everything like that. So college is the first major one where a lot of friends will fall off because mm-hmm. it's just impossible to keep these things going. The end of college is another big one because you'll make really close friends mm-hmm. in college and then that um, getting a job or moving cities, mm-hmm. uh, having kids, all of these major life milestones will affect this. Your truest friendships will outlast the evolutions. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Like I have friends now where you, you always want to maintain the friendship. You want to maintain a connection. You want to keep people in the loop. You want to let them know you're thinking about them. Mm-hmm. But the, you know, six months could go by on a really busy period and it just takes one of you to reach back out. You get back together or you get on the phone and it's like no time has passed. Mm-hmm. As soon as you're starting to have these feelings about you know, if you're on your friend's side of this, where she's feeling like it's falling apart and because that can be really tough to be on that side as well. You can sympathize with her in the sense that, you know, she's still doing what you guys always did and you're the one that's kind of on your next stage. And to sit down and at least talk and say, I don't want this friendship to go away, but I, I want it to evolve with us. Mm-hmm. There's going to be changes. We're not going to be doing the same things we used to. Good conversation. We'll find new things to do. But as long as you're communicating and make it clear that you want the friendship to continue, then that can be a really good thing. If that conversation happens and it still fades away, then that's just a a, a part of life. Growing. Yeah. Well, I would definitely say let's, you know, you can certainly have a dialogue, but She's going to start going through the same thing as she yeah. goes to the next phase. And you can just simply say, I'll be here. I have no expectation other than the fact that I love you. Yep. And I'm here. And, you know, I'm. it's not all fun. I, I have a lot of responsibility to myself as I'm going forward, developing this next chapter in my life. And I have to give it my all because this is where it starts. Yeah. Okay. So, uh let us know how how you uh, palated the uh, how this tasted and if it works. Yeah, I just think it's a it's also not something you're gonna you know fix right now. No, it's, it, it's it evolves. You got to see how it changes and, and goes throughout these major milestones. Yeah, and you'll be fine. And, and and as we all grow, we do see that we do weather these storms, and the ones that don't really weren't what we really thought they were. Yeah. So see what happens. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. 
With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Number two. Hi, guys. I love listening to you on my drive to and from work. And we love being in the car with you. Yeah. So here's my issue. My 30 female friends, male 28 and female 30, significant others don't like me and I don't know what to do or if I should even care. By the way, friends is plural. I'm not perfect. I made mistakes and done things I have regret. So some of these people have a right to be upset at the same time they don't. I've been friends with my friends since middle school, high school, just to keep that in mind. Friend one, he started dating this girl, 24 female, five years ago, and no one in our group liked her. They were joking about getting them to break up and how dramatic she is. She always has an excuse to leave when we hung out and they show up late everywhere because of her. I wasn't around when they got together because I was in school, so I heard all of this through my best friend and her husband. To make a long story short, she doesn't like me. Why? No idea. It could be a comment I made a while back, but I don't even know slash remember what it is. She and I have hung out, and she acts like everything is fine. Anyway, my friend and her recently got married, and I was the only one not invited. I was crushed not because of her, but him, 17 years gone. We haven't spoken. I'm supposed to see them on Christmas and not sure how to even deal with seeing them. Friend two, my best friend. Her husband, 34 male, doesn't like me because of a mistake I made in high school when I was 17. I slept with my best friend's on-again, off-again boyfriend who I was in love with way before they got together. Apparently, she was the only one at the time that didn't realize this. Back when it happened, we talked about it, then she forgave me and we moved on. However, her now husband knows about it and doesn't like me for it. And while he's civil, it's just awkward for me and I just wish he'd get over it like my best friend did. Oh, and to boot, his best friend, 28 male, is my ex-boyfriend. They got close after we started dating. And he hates me. He said it multiple times to my face and to others because I took all of his money, which isn't true, but I don't argue with him. My friends are not confrontational people. So although my friends know how I feel, they don't say or do much. I've reached out to all my friends and told them I feel isolated and alone and that they don't care. But they reassured me that wasn't the case. This was before I wasn't invited to the wedding. So I guess do I just drop my friends and isolate myself or just ignore this and pretend everything is fine and move on? I ended up writing to you because I just heard about the friend issue in episode 22. Sorry for the long rant. Well, I'm going to start by saying you never uh, discard a feeling that, and just go on. This, there's obviously a very uh, dynamic issues going on with these people. And some of it might be deeper than what they're really saying or what you recognize. You got to also realize that when people get spouses and they hear stories about Christmas past, people in your life that may have done things, they they go into a protect mode that they have to protect their loved one from the demon. Right. Now, you're not the demon. But that's the way they see where you were at this, in one case, where you were when you were 17. 
The ex-boyfriend has his own issues and he's got his pain he's dealing with. There's a lot of dynamic going here and they start talking about it. And before you know it, you're the, you're the devil itself. Now, if your friends don't really want to, you know, step up to the plate and, and take a position with their, their lovers that you don't have to protect me. We're fine. We've worked this out and accept her for who she is or, you know, and that everyone's able to, to, and I don't know if that's the right statement or the right words, but if they can't let this go and really enjoy, and you guys as friends, as couples, as they are now one, you get married, you become one sometimes. And some, it's nice when you're with a, uh, a couple that you both become friends. I have a girlfriend right now and her friends are my friends and we are our friends. We, there's, there's no one that's that's your friend. It, it they they've really become our friends. Yeah, and it's nice. So, you know, I am sorry that you know that they're picking on you, but if if no one's coming to your rescue and they're not really being a friend of yours, you need to move on and yeah. find people that really want to share time with you and and take you for who you are and respect for respect who you are and are willing to not have any more expectation upon you other than the love that you're willing, you know, that you've obviously have said, I have a problem with what's going on here. They're not going to acknowledge it. Then you got to move on. Yeah. I find it interesting as someone's partner to take a stance with their friends, Mm -hmm. even though they may not necessarily care at this point Mm -hmm. is weird. Like me as Morgan's partner right now mm-hmm. would not go have some huge issue with one of her friends mm-hmm. if she doesn't have that issue. That's right. Unless that friend has done something directly to me to give me a reason to have that stance. And then you have that you have that right to take that position because it was against you. Right. But in this case, if Morgan told me a story about Lauren or Alejandra and I'm like, oh, damn, all right. And Morgan's totally at peace with it and moved on and their friendship's great. But now I'm coming in all upset at one of them mm-hmm. for something like this random story. It's not, it's not That's your weird. It's not your problem. And this is a weird dynamic to get all mixed up in. There's, I just, there's it more sucks. To, there is more in this than what we're hearing. The fact that they all just said, you know, leave her out of the wedding. Um, I can't believe that. Then they're not your true friends. They, they, they alienated you. They, they really... There's something going on more than, than what's going on. So th- my answer is back off and see if they come after you and say, gee, why aren't we friends or there's an issue? Or you can even have the conversation, conversation and say, look, you know, I'm not feeling great about this. And if you feel that I have disconnected a little bit, I'm just not trying to push myself into, into friendships that people that really don't want me around. I want to be friends with people who want me. Yeah, I want you as my friend. But I'm got I'm not feeling the same reverse love, you know, the reciprocal love. So I need to back up a little bit. And if if I'm wrong, then you'll 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 send that message to me clearly. But I have an issue. I know we usually give our writers the benefit of the doubt, mm-hmm. but remember the episode "Tough Love." This is reminding me of a tough love situation where maybe there's a potential to look inward mm-hmm. on this problem, right? As the writer, if this is all that's what's going on, and it's all of these people, your friends included, that are saying, no, she shouldn't come to the wedding, 
then maybe we should reflect and see if there's a reason for that instead of just maybe there is nothing being unaware of ourselves and what we do. Nothing wrong with that. I think that's a that, that is the that is probably one of the most uh, res- responsible things to do to yourself is step back and say, do they have cause? And if they do have cause to have this, to step up to the plate and say, you know something, I've done self reflection. I see this, and I got to make some determining changes in my life. And I hope that you will allow me to do that and see me through it and be my friend as I, as I now recognize this. That's a real mature position to take. Yep. So I'm not going to say you are wrong on that. That was the brilliant um, thing to call to the, you know, you know, right to the table. But I mean, I, I hate to always say you're wrong right from the beginning saying maybe you're screwed up. A lot of stuff we don't see here because we're not really a part of it, but that was very wise of you to point that out. And I, I definitely think that she should listen to that thought as well. Right. Because, you know, that's one thing. Mm -hmm. If that isn't the thing and everyone's forgiven you and everything, there is no problems. Then this situation is very strange. And then, then it goes back to, let's reconsider our quote unquote friendship with these people. I was, I was, I was 21, I think at the time or 20, I was over 21 best friend. I started dating a woman. I really liked her. And before I know it, he was dating her too. And he went he made a move to go, you know, go out with her as I was traveling at that time. I'd go out of town, their friendship she, her, my my friend, his friend, our friend. Yes. Next thing I know is he's pursuing her. Slept with her. Found out about it, you know, as she was tossed to who to go out with with New Year's, and my came to a decision. Am I? She ended up not going out with either. We both got stood up for New Year's, and we oh. we both kind of looked at each other and said, "What are we going to do about this?" You know, obviously, I mean, did I feel betrayed that my friend went after a, a woman that I w- was my girlfriend? Yeah, yeah. But I also recognize another thing: we're dumb when we're young. And maybe I cut too much slack. It is years later. We are still very close friends. We're best friends for life. I mean, we're, we're, we're trusted brothers that basically say, am I, am I way past it? Sometimes we'll even laugh about it. I'm past it. Yeah. Do, do I trust him fully in my life? Absolutely. We, we were young. We were dumb. Yeah. Young, dumb, and whatever else you how you want to finish it. A lot going on in a twenty one year old mind. That is correct. You know, you, he should have been very you know respectful of me and and with 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 his drive. Yeah, but I I get the way the 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 body works and your brain gets convoluted and maybe I'm cutting them too much slack. But you know, we all. And it's a choice you made for yourself. I made that choice. And anyone after that, that knew the story, we've all gotten past it. We've moved on. And, you know, it's now 45 years or 50 years later. It's, it's it's a whole different deal. Yeah. So there you go. If you, if, since I made that choice to go on with it, nobody else should hold it against anybody. And since they made that choice with you to get on with it, they should let that go. Now, if there's other issues going on, they need to call it, call it forward. So you're not sitting there, baffled that you're blaming right. this on a 17 year old experience 
where, where last week you did something that was irresponsible to your, to your disrespectful to your friendships and they have an issue with it. Yeah, them. right. Exactly. All right. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Number oh, three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I cut my bio dad out of my and my kids' life. I, 27 female, have been trying to have a relationship with my bio father my entire life. Backstory, my parents divorced and remarried other people when I was four. So I was with my mom during the school year and my dad in the summer. Growing up, I only saw my dad in the summer and even then not much when I was with him due to him always working. He would occasionally send us money, send us birthday cards, but always forgot to add a stamp and we would get it months later. He never visited us during the school year, but always took trips with his stepkids and took them out, but never had the time or money to come see us or do stuff with us. Fast forward to adult life. I moved to the state he lives in, 20 minutes down the road from where he lives, actually. I met my husband in 2020, the year I moved to this state, and that summer, I went over to my dad's almost daily. My husband had a son when we met, and they welcomed both of them with open arms. My husband and I got pregnant, and they were very interested throughout the entire pregnancy. Once I gave birth, they were always too busy or had plans. I asked almost three times a week for a year, and they came to see the boys maybe twice. Again, we lived maybe five minutes down the road from them. I decided to have my wedding at their house and got talked into having my bio dad walk me down the aisle, even though I just wanted my dad to. But I also had my dad officiate the wedding to make it a little more special. The entire time the wedding was being set up, my bio dad and that family sat there while my mom and my husband's family did it all. We also didn't hear from them after the wedding even when my youngest was hospitalized. It was at that point I decided I was done putting in effort or even caring if they were in my life. But they're now telling people I'm using my kids to get to them by not allowing them to be in their lives. But I find that if they couldn't bother to make the effort for a year to be in my life or my kids' lives, then they don't need to be in it. Am I wrong? Should I put in more effort? You are rolling with what your expectations are. And it is clear that uh, they are not meeting what you define to be expectations of what you want in your life for that effort that you know that you put in. Yeah. So, you know, I'm going to say this again, and I, and I always say it, we never know everyone's story. I mean, there's your story, my story, and the story. The, def the, the, the definite factor is, is that you are feeling a lack of, of respect, a lack of love, a lack of, of interaction. You felt that there were some things, a dynamic change when you had your own child that he had no problem accepting a non-biological family, but all of a sudden now he's got a, a biological family and he's like, you know, where did this guy go? There's something going on with your dad. I have no idea what the hell it is, but you're feeling it. Yep. And you must trust your own uh, instincts. So if you choose to, not to involve yourself and not to feel this pain that, that he's evidently has caused you 
in the very beginning of your life, in the middle of your life, and now going on where you are today in your life, then you have no reason in the world not to cut that pain, cut that that pain. I'll use the word pain. I was even going to get more, <laughs> more yeah. worse than that out of your life. So look, you don't own this. He does. Yeah. He, he created this response, this response in you by his behavior. Yeah. And I think you've shown that you've put in the effort in, in many different ways throughout your life and these major events, mm -hmm. you've gone above and beyond to try and make this work. So without knowing anything different, I stand by you fully. I yeah, I mean, I, I, there's no reason you can't put yourself first at this point without remorse. I mean, there's no, I don't think there's a reason to feel bad after you've tried and tried and tried again. Well, I mean, what do you, what do people expect? It's time to look at, like focus on your own mental health, figure out what with this relationship, what's the healthiest for you going forward. Mm -hmm. You know, however much you want to see them or not, or just move on. But putting yourself first here is not at all in the wrong. I think people might jump on me on this one, but I think it's abuse. And who, how much abuse do you need to take? I mean, it's more just a, like, it's like a, it, it's like you're in or you're out. You're a part of this or you're not. You're going to have a relationship with me or you're not. But I'm sick of this, like, we're going to do it a little bit and then you're going to dangle the carrot. And then when it push comes to shove, you just can't even put it, you can't show up. It, it's, it's emotional. It's emotional. Uh, it's just like manipulation. Yeah. I, someone's going to be in your life. They got to be consistent, especially when you've got kids involved and everything else. They don't need this crap. So that's, that's this, that that's dad's point of view. <laughs> yeah. So I would just honestly look forward and see how it evolves. Mm -hmm. I mean, you never know, but, from what you do know in all of this history, just move on, focus on your life and the people that are actually in it mm -hmm. and just see, see how it goes. I agree. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Number Upward and forward and onward. Upward and forward with number four. Four. Hi, guys. Morgan, Justin, Dad. I need help with knowing if I am being too demanding slash needy or if I'm maybe letting things slide with my boyfriend. Okay. Also, I'm extremely sorry for the lengthy story over something so minor. My boyfriend and I have known each other on and off for about eight years. We started as high school sweethearts, but he moved across the country for school. We tried long distance off and on for three years, but decided it wasn't working. About a year and a half ago, we started talking about being in a relationship again and moving in together. I didn't like where he lived and I felt it was too far from all my family, but he made the sacrifice to move to me almost exactly a year ago. Things have been good and we are still learning lots about each other every day even a year later. One of my needs and things I've communicated is I need romance. 
I tell him I want him to surprise me with dates or some gestures of love. I plan everything, every adventure, where we go out, what we watch, and what we need for said adventure. I do little romantic gestures for him, like buying him his favorite candy, leaving notes on his car, just little things like that. Where my problem is, is he does none of those things. Money is tight, and I honestly don't want anything big or extravagant. I've brought up to him that it would be nice if he did little things to show he loved me, like leave me notes or maybe plan a date night once a month. It feels like a fight and he gets defensive. I've asked him if I'm asking too much and he always tells me I'm not asking too much. I've even recommended he could look on Pinterest for ideas, but I also convinced him to join an app called Lovewick. It has prompts so we could get to know each other better, but it also recommends dates. He will do hours and hours of research for his hobbies, but it hurts my feelings that he doesn't put in the same effort for our relationship. Is there any advice you could throw my way, like how to lower my expectations or anything? I'm tired of this feeling like a battle for no reason. I got great advice for you. Let's go. If he doesn't speak your language of love, go find another guy that does find that language. Because if he's not getting the hint and he doesn't offer what you need, you're going to be running your life through deficit. So if you said, came into my living room as I'm watching TV, ignoring everybody in the house and said, dad, I need to talk to you. And I would say, okay. And I would pick up my little remote and I would click <laughs> it off and I'd say, baby, tell me what's going on. And now you just told me. And my answer is, look, I think he's a great guy. And I, but the bottom line is he's not fulfilling your needs. Yeah. And life is long. And if you need someone to fulfill those needs, you better figure it out now. So yeah. you're not you're not struggling later because it doesn't get better. All of a sudden, it, it, it people are we we started the show last week. We said what you see is what you get. Yeah. What you see is what you get. And if you have a need to in your language of something that's going to fulfill your sugar pile and he's not offering to you, you're going to be in bankruptcy real soon. So I going to share rather than go try to beat him up to get it out of him and change him he is who he is i would like to elaborate on the what you see what you get okay um as she said in this story she has pointed out and communicated this need mm -hmm. that is essential because if if you're listening and you're like yeah i've i've been feeling kind of off like my partner doesn't really do the things you know, fulfill my needs such as, such as these or some other love language mm -hmm. or whatever it may be. You shouldn't just be like, well, this is what it is and that's it forever. So I'm out. I think you always need to communicate the fact that certain needs aren't being met mm -hmm. before you jump to I'm that. out and I'm done. I so I just want to make that clear because the, the best part of this is that she did communicate it. Repeatedly. Yes. And so when that happens and it's still no change and excuses and this and that, then yes, that's when you can move to this kind of conclusion so, or so decision. So you're saying when, you, when, when you've beaten the dead horse on the topic yes. and there's no, there, there's no answer for it, there's no satisfaction, there's no effort, there's none of the above. Yes. I think it's time to take it. That's really what it's going to be. Yeah. You're going to have your life pretty much down with that, with that circumstance out. Now that doesn't mean that you're not willing to sacrifice that if you want this relationship. That's another decision. Yes. But the reality that we're back to the point, if you need it and it's something that you really 
know that it's hurting your heart, not getting it. Yep. Then the answer is let's give this relationship the respect it really is that we're not we're not that relationship, and let's move on with our lives to the person that we will find that will fulfill that wonderful gift that I need. Yeah. That 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 positive energy. Well, and I I don't like this ideal outcome because it it's starting to compromise in ways you shouldn't. Okay. Either I have a coping mechanism to lower my expectations or some way to aid my boyfriend in a way that my romantic needs can be met. And I don't think you should ever be in a position where you're lowering your expectations because honestly, your expectations are not that high. You're not asking for so, so, very expensive, like, oh, I need someone that showers me in gifts and brings me on exotic vacations and does all this. You're asking for very simple, you know, things that show that he cares and and, and loves. I got a question. Yeah. You lower your expectation. How are you going to feel in a month, a year, two years into this without any of that stuff? Are you going to feel perfect and, and totally fulfilled with everything else? Or are you going to feel a little sadness because you're really not getting that? And it's, it's something that you really want. Yeah. So recognize that now. Right. I, I think it's his, it's pretty clear it's not changing. So let me ask you this question. Let's, 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 and then we're going to move on. But let's imagine that she says, you know, Jack, I can't go on this way. We're going to you know, call it what it is. I'm going to give this respect rather than being feeling sad, depressed, getting angry, having other issues with you where it manifests itself to be where I want to take, you know, take a rope and tie you or yep. tie you around your ankles and get the horse and pull you. Um, what do you think we just, we call it a day, give it respect. You go on with your life, I'll go on with my life. And then during that period of you going on with your life, he recognizes where he goes wrong and says, wow, did I recognize where I screwed this thing up and I, I can deal with this. And he comes back to you and he says, you know, honey, I really made a mistake and I see it. And maybe we can go try dating and see if, if, if there's a change and there's a different now that I really recognize it. You then have the ability of making a choice. Yes, I want to do that. Or I've moved on. Right. Well, and the alternative is uh, you move forward. Mm-hmm on your own, you meet someone that does all of these things and more. And you're like, Oh my God, why didn't I get to this a lot earlier? Why didn't I, why didn't I realize? And it's very, it's very hard when you're in something, I know especially that. something that's on and off. Cause that plays with your heart over, you know, over the course of eight years and you just never know what you can find out there. But if there's no change here, and that's not what you're looking for long term. Drastic measures, baby. Then maybe it'll be it'll be tough, but maybe it'll be really refreshing one day when you find that either, right person. Either way, you'll either way something's going to grow. You you have to really shake the tree on this one, and it's not by 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 simply going in his ear and saying it. It's him recognizing it on his own and saying, "Wow." Or he'll never recognize it. Either way, you've gone on and you found something new, and you'll be happier at the end of the day. Yep. Either way, you'll be fulfilled. Let's just look at it that way. Yeah. I I truly, truly think you can look back at your life mm -hmm. when you're super old. Like me. No, way, way past you. <laughs> and um, 
you look back and I think the things that would really fulfill you, was I happy mm -hmm. and fulfilled? And I think a big piece of, of what we're all chasing, running around on this random speck of dust in the middle of nowhere, mm -hmm. is just living a happy life. You don't need to go prove that you can rule the world or all these major things. It's just simply finding what makes you happy. And if day to day, your partner for life is not making you happy, then that's a big one to, to you know, maybe look back at the end of your life and say, man, that was a big, like pulled me down for could so not, long. Cannot agree with you more on this one. Are you waving? You waving goodbye? No, I'm saying I don't that. think so. I'm saying I think we're going to number five. That's what I'm saying. Okay, Fine. good. Let's roll on. Hello. I love your podcast. And we love you. And that's it. Just kidding. <laughs> number six. <laughs> <laughs> I find your wholesome dad personality so nice to listen to during my drives. I've been stressed about something for months now and could use some advice. Sorry, this may be a bit long. Well, next time, don't wait months. True. Anybody else out there? Don't wait months. <laughs> right in. I'm 22 and finished my bachelor's back in May and am now working full-time while I stay at school another year to finish my graduate program. Okay. I've been dating my current boyfriend, also my age, for over three years now. Recently, I realized that since I'm on the brink of being done with school forever and I now have my own money, I want to experience living in other places in the country and prioritize traveling for the rest of my 20s. I have a very strong wanderlust and thirst for adventure, and working a remote job has enabled me to see a lot of cool places. But the biggest reason I want to move is because the cost of living in San Diego is extremely high, and I'm tired of spending so much on rent. I live alone and 100% financially independent from my parents who live across the country. On the other hand, my boyfriend works an in-person job. He lives with his parents and will do so until he can buy a place of his own. When we graduated our undergrad programs, I told him my potential plans to leave San Diego. He offered me to live at his parents' house to save on rent money, but I feel uncomfortable about it despite how lovely his parents are. It's a boundary issue for me. After many more conversations about it, later he told me to let him know when I officially decide to leave so he can prepare to move with me. Flash forward to months later and I've officially decided to leave. But now my boyfriend doesn't seem to want to come with me anymore. He's also unwilling to get an apartment with me so that staying in San Diego is at least a financially feasible option. This is where I need help. I love him very much, and before this, we've never had a single major fight or had any issues, really. I've also felt for so long that I'd marry him. I still feel that way. But I also worry that our plans conflict. I don't want to settle down yet and get a house. I don't want to spend years saving up for a house I never wanted to begin with when I could spend that money on experiences. I'm very independent and used to doing my own thing and traveling without him, since his job isn't as flexible as mine. But then there's the issue of, I don't want to be in a long distance relationship after what will be four years of being in the same town. I don't want to be spending a ridiculous amount of money on rent just to stay near him because he won't leave his parents' house. I feel like I've hit a wall. I love him so much, but I don't know what to do. 
It doesn't help that the people in my life are giving me very conflicting advice, thus why I'm writing into you now. I'm torn between being selfish and staying in my apartment for a few more years for him. Graduation overall has revealed a lot for me and how my expectations for post-college dating are different than college dating. So my question is, how can I stay with him but not resent the situation I'm in? Or should I even stay with him? Am I being too stubborn and cherry-picking the situation here? Well, uh, you know, you have wonderlust. You are going through a period of time where saying, look, if I don't go explore now, I never will explore. Yeah. And this is where you are. You made it really clear. I'm kind of you know, curious, what, ha- what dynamic happened with this guy where he did a 180 degree turn saying, look, I'm going to move with you and go do this and experience it with you where he was your partner. Yeah. And now all of a sudden he's not your partner. And that is a concern. Um, I'm really, I'm, I'm very, very honored that you let me be the deal, the deal breaker here <laughs> yes. and all your other friends, they're out. This guy's the one in. My feeling is you're young and you need to go explore. If, you're, if your heart is telling you to go explore, uh, I would never tell someone not to go follow what they need to go do to go do their growth. And there'll be adventures for you in it. There might be somebody else in that, that for you. There may not be someone else for you. Yeah. But the adventure part will be in there for you. And... You know, look, it would be wonderful that he was your guy and said, I want to do this with you. Because he was. He he certainly chimed in and said, I want to do it with you. Yeah. And this is his, this is on him if he's going to be on, you know, honey, I love you. The boat's leaving at four o'clock tomorrow. Either you're on the boat or you're not. Right. And it's not necessarily wrong either way. No. You'd rather have him change his mind before you end up and get locked into a different situation than, you know, do it while you're there, of course. I have a story for you. Okay. My mother and my father uh, met, my mother was 18. My father was at that time 22, four-year difference. My mother had been um, accepted to Juilliard as a concert pianist. And she was at UCLA going to school. Okay. And my father said, no, we're going to go do this. And I want to marry you. And my mother, who loved my dad, gave up Juilliard and didn't graduate UCLA. I think she actually quit school, got married and became a mom, four kids. Yeah. Now, that was her choice. But she certainly used to talk about how she wanted to go to Juilliard. It would have been nice if she could have gone to Juilliard because she was amazing. She had a, a gift of touch that on that those keys, that was just, I mean, she played opposite Andre Previn, who became a very famous pianist. Um, you know, people give up things. Yeah. And that's a, that's a life choice that you, that you do. You want to make the life choice of giving up what your dream is for this guy who is not willing to give up what his, who really doesn't have a dream. I haven't heard anything that she said, this is why he can't do this. Right. So my answer is, why do you have to give it up? Yeah, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even consider not going. The What you were saying about staying in your apartment for a year just for him and just putting this off, 
I would absolutely not even have that on the table. The choice is you're going, you're going to go do this and he's with you or he's not. Right. I think it's that. And and if and if you guys find in the period that you're not together that your life is better together and whatever it is, then you've made that choice right. appropriately. You've gone back and you guys have ha- had a growth moment. Yes. So I don't know how you cannot move on and go do this. Right. I didn't say you have to dump the dude, but you certainly are. You're certainly going to go move on your. Do, go on your path and whatever happens happens with that path and yeah. he'll, and he'll have to live with it because it's just a, his choice was I'm not going right I'm not going you're 22 you're not married you don't have kids this isn't the time of life to sacrifice what you want to do to be just there so he's comfortable at home you got to follow your heart on this one otherwise I believe you'll regret it forever so if I am her the dad and this advice. Yeah. Are you the brother? I guess. There you go. Dad but and brother. Dad and brother stand stand tall with you. <laughs> yes. And the conflicting advice, uh, there's a little info about it. Both of our jobs pay pretty well. We work in tech, we make about the same. If it helps, the conflicting advice I'm getting is that my best friend thinks he's the one for me and that relationships are a compromise anyway. So why not wait a few more years? My parents don't really like nor dislike my boyfriend and think I shouldn't wait around for a man. Super conflicting advice. I wonder your friend's age, your best friend, Mm -hmm. because let me tell you, when you get to the later end of your 20s, you're in a whole different mindset. And I think 100% you would regret not following your dream right now and waiting around for him. I got a question. What's this guy say? If he's really your friend looking out for your best interest on your growth, I'd love to know what his opinion is. Yeah. And say, honey, what do you think? And let's see if he's self-driving to go manipulate you for his for what his interest is, or he really is giving to say, I have to let this butterfly go experience the world and let her go experience her wonderlust. I'm sorry I can't be a part of it, but I want her to do it. I would love to know that answer. Be interesting. So would you uh, comment to us what he says when you finally, if you do decide to you know, pose that question, I would love to hear the answer. Yeah. Well, that's it, folks. That's all, folks. <laughs> Anyways, thanks so much for, for uh, being a part of our lives and again, allowing us into your lives. Justin and I and Holly, uh, Morgan over there being producer. Want to wish you a wonderful week, and we look forward to being in your car, home, ears uh, next week as well. And I will be wearing this. No, no, maybe I'm not. We're doing three tonight. We're doing one tomorrow. I'll be in the same shirt. I'll be in the same shirt. So, good night.